From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this week's episode, New Verticals Development founder and CEO, Kali Terry, talks to FNC reporter Brian Johnson. A lifelong resident of the Twin Cities, Terry has a background as a union carpenter and in corporate sales. He also owns a neighborhood juice bar and is a participant in the City of St. Paul's Inspiring Communities program. All right. Pleased to be joined today by Kali Terry. Um president and president founder and ceo of new verticals development is that right yes yes indeed and uh we'll be chatting a little bit with uh with kali about some of his background in business and how he got started in development and and things of that nature but uh first of all thanks for joining us sir how you been doing i'm doing good uh thanks for having me like we talked about we got through the holiday stretch and um you know, now today I've been uh, removing some ice dams from the house, which has <laughs> kept me busy, but uh, all is well. That's quite a job in the, but I guess it comes with the territory here in Minnesota, right? It it really does. Yep. So, you know, you got to have a roof rake on <laughs> handy all year Are, round. Absolutely. Are you a uh, lifelong Minnesota guy or? I am. I am uh, born and bred in South Minneapolis. I mean, I've bounced around and lived in every neighborhood, uh, South and North Minneapolis. Um, Yeah, originally uh, grew up in a house in East Phillips and then moved Mm -hmm. um, down Franklin Avenue to to Seward neighborhood, uh, where I spent a good portion of my, my childhood. Okay. Well, great. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, your business endeavors. Uh, it sounds like, first of all, um, just reading through your bio a little bit here, it looks like you have quite a bit of experience in some corporate leadership roles um, for various businesses here in town. And then you started New Verticals Development uh, in September 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk a little bit more about your journey and how you got started in real estate development. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, if I could take you back, I think um, my first kind of collision with with real estate uh, was me wanting to buy my childhood home. Um, I told you I grew up in a house uh, on in East Phillips neighborhood. Um, there was a lot of activity going on in that neighborhood in the 90s. Um, and to kind of get away from all that, my, my mom moved us, uh, further east down Franklin, um, to a house on 30th in Franklin in, in the Seward neighborhood, um, to where I spent kind of my formative years in that house. Uh, my mom actually passed away in that house, um, when I was 12. 
Um, and, and later on uh, down the line, the, the house always remained vacant after that. It was it was a dilapidated home, absent absentee landlord. Uh, the basement flooded every year. It had a lot of problems. But uh, me personally, I wanted, you know, I had a lot of sentimental value. I wanted to uh, kind of preserve this home. So uh, one of the ideas I had was, you know, I, I'm going to need to do the work uh, to save money instead of, you know, getting ripped off by a contractor or just kind of, um, you know, relying on someone else to do it. Le I wanted to learn the trade. So I enrolled in Summit Academy um, in their pre-apprentice carpentry program um, to learn carpentry and uh, was able to graduate uh, in their program and, and get uh, hired on with Flannery Construction in St. Paul. Uh, as a pre-apprentice carpenter uh, and and worked in the industry as a union carpenter for five years. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I can backtrack, so while I was at Summit, yeah. um, one day I, I ventured over to my childhood home and there was, it was gone. It was mm -hmm. tore down and there was a hole in the ground. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so that was devastating, but yeah. it, 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 it just kind of awoke me to the the power of real estate development. Um, and then in its, in its wake, there was this new modern flat built. Um, so I never got an opportunity to purchase that childhood home. Um, but it kind of set me on this, this course of, uh, of, of learning about real estate. Um, and mm -hmm. after working as a union carpenter for this is, this is around, uh, tail end of 2007. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we experienced the, the, the market crash in 2008. Um, and, you know, obviously the trade works kind of dried up, um, right. you know, life takes you on another, another journey and, um, kind of made a, uh, a, a career pivot, uh, and went into sales and, mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't come back to, to that skill set until 2019, uh, when I purchased my, my first home, uh, became a first generation home buyer, um, in 2019, um, uh, purchasing a, a duplex in in uh, the Rondo neighborhood, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we can stop there if you want to. Yeah, no, that's it's great. Uh, you have it's it's interesting how you just took that interest in your family home, and it just sort of went from there and led to some uh, training in carpentry and work as a union carpenter, and then um, you know, take us from there. Uh, I, I see from your resume, you've gotten. You've had experience with industry leaders such as Lifetime Fitness, Super Value, Goodwill, Easter Seals. Talk a little bit about that and how you got onto that path. Yeah. So um, around that 2008 market crash, uh, the time working as a carpentry was was taking a hit. I mean, the trades were taking a hit. And um, at the time, you know how it worked is. You would sign up, uh, you know, you get laid off and you go down to the union hall, put your name on a list. And, um, you know, the next contractor that needs uh, carpenters would call in and you get sent out to a job site. Mm -hmm. So when that dried up, um, I ended up uh, just kind of going, uh, doing a pivot and entering sales. Uh, you know, worked a lot of kind of uh, nondescript sales jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, each just finding a, a better role with with each um, company I was with, uh, which led me to um, corporate sales for Lifetime Fitness, 
uh, and worked for um, Lifetime's corporate office in Chanhassen for a few years uh, in web sales. Really enjoyed that position, um, you know, uh, working in the fitness industry. Uh, it actually inspired me to um, start uh, another uh, uh, business, Life Juices, which is yeah. a, a wellness brand uh, of mine that was inspired at, during my time at, at Lifetime. Um, and, and in 2019, uh, when I purchased the duplex in Rondo, uh, that spurred uh, a third floor attic conversion project that I was working mm -hmm. on at the time. And um, kind of pulling from my days as a carpenter, I, I was able to uh, do all the framing work myself, uh, mm -hmm. hired out, uh, you know, the electrical and plumbing work and uh, was able to complete that project uh, uh, fall of, of 2020. Um, and, you know, around that time, we, you know, we experienced the, the social reckoning um, mm -hmm. after the murder of George Floyd um, and all the uprisings that occurred. Um, and at that time, I just remember thinking, you know, after seeing the neighborhoods I lived in burn, um, of, you know, the redevelopment that would, that would be needed. Um, and at the time I just wanted to, uh, have a seat at the table and provide a, a voice and a vision, um, for some of those redevelopment projects that would occur. Um, and this kind of led me to, uh, apply for the list twin cities developer of color program. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was uh, fortunate enough to get uh, accepted into that um, and learn quite a bit uh, on real estate development um, and, you know, just the entire, uh, you know, life cycle of a project. I think mm -hmm. that program did a great job of, of putting us in the room with, uh, you know, key bankers and, and builders and brokers. Um, and they did a great job of kind of resource matching resources with um, our uh, specific project needs. Mm -hmm. So um, that um, speaking of, of, of resource match, uh, there was a, a mentorship feature uh, in that program that that mm -hmm. uh, paired me with um, um, a broker from uh, Sand Companies, Jamie Thielen. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Jamie played a big role. Uh, and the the Noah Preservation Project that I was able to complete last year um, with uh, the acquisition of, of a small Noah building uh, in the Capitol Heights area of St. Paul. Um, and I just want to highlight uh, one thing I thought was was really important with that project mm -hmm. uh, was the public private partnership that was formed uh, uh, between me and the, the service provider. Uh, that is the uh, master tenant for the building. Um, we were able to, uh, you know, yeah. form a partnership that allowed them to um, uh, maintain, um, you know, uh, their residency uh, and allow and continue continuing to to service the residents um, that occupy the building. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, they they sublease the units from me uh, to mm -hmm. their residents who've who've gone through. You know their program, um, folks who've experienced uh, homelessness, uh, mental illness, and chemical dependency. Um, they're able to to then access uh, permanent supportive housing um, at the eight winter building. We we're able to preserve. Great. Um, and how many how many people are you able to serve there? Um, so 
so that's a that that's a five unit building. Um, there's five residents there that that have uh, permanent supportive housing, um, and uh, we're now looking to extend that partnership to uh, a few other um, buildings as well, um, where their residents can can um, can uh, can access supportive housing. Well, I know there's certainly a need for that type of housing and those services. So good to hear those projects moving forward. And it sort of fits right in with your, I guess, sort of your mantra of, you know, we believe that valuing people and then place will make progress toward sustainable, healthy communities. Can you yes. expand on that a little bit? Yeah. And and that was um, uh, a, a lot of the motivation for um, starting New Verticals Development. Um, we wanted to be a community oriented um, um people-oriented uh, development company that um, that kind of focused on small-scale projects that that give the community what it needs in real time, you know? Um, so for us, that means, uh, you know, a, a lot of value-add projects, um, you know, adapt, adaptive reuse, creative reuse of existing housing stock um, in order to, um, you know, try to transform um, the neighborhood in real time. So, um, you know, not interested in you know, taking five years to get a project off the ground or having, you know, uh, uh, 10 different um, capital sources. Uh, you know, we want to start with what we have, what we know, and 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 kind of leverage the assets um, that exist in the community, you know, mm -hmm. uh, understanding what people are looking for um, and being able to, you know, move fairly quickly and, and get a project off the ground. Um, right. So, um, right on. Yeah. That's that's uh, and, and one of the one of the things we talked about previously, prior to oh I I don't know what was a month or so ago I wrote an article about the Inspiring Communities program yes. in St. Paul and I and I know you're participating in that. Talk a little bit about that program and Absolutely. your role in it. Yes. Um. Just a a a, a really powerful program to um redevelop community from an equity lens. Um, I, I really like the way the project or the program pulls in community um from all points um you know uh in the project. So you have you have community representation on the development side, you know, the it it's it, it this specific RFP, I know there's been um some previous ones, but this specific RFP um, called out emerging developers, right? Mm -hmm. um, made it a point of emphasis to include emerging developers, um, under resources, under resource developers in the community, um, to participate in the project. So you have community representation on the planning and and the development side, mm -hmm. um, and then the end user, right? Um, you know, targeting uh, first generation home buyers um, to 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 then be the end user. Uh, I think it just makes for an all-around inclusive and, and equitable project, right? It's not mm -hmm. just, um, you know, uh, looking to bring in one community partner. Um, um, even, you know, the subject mm -hmm. three uh, and, the, and the, the, the workforce equity um, and contracting mm -hmm. is, is a big piece. And I think um, it, it's, it's, it's really serendipitous for me because I've experienced um, you know, uh, all those pathways. I mean, when you look at 
the the intended groups that this project that the program is looking to impact, I've gone through that personally. So, you know, I was a first generation home buyer, like we talked about in mm-hmm. 2019. Um, I was able to um, partner with uh, NeighborWorks Home Partners for their down payment assistance program. And then later on, able to access their fix it uh, loan program to help with the third floor added conversion. So mm-hmm. NeighborWorks is a, is a community partner in the RFP. You know, um, the fact that it, it looks to call out uh, subject three uh, workers to include on the project. You know, I've gone through Summit Academy's training program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've kind of experienced a lot of um, the connection points that the the program is looking to impact. So it's 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 it feels really good to be a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think it, the overall the inspiring communities program is a great tool for community wealth building mm-hmm. um, and for wealth creation in the neighborhoods it looks to impact. So um, right. really really exciting to be a part of. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but. Part of the idea is to take underused or vacant lots in the city and create affordable housing for low-income families. Everybody wins in this scenario, it sounds like. Yes, being able to, you know, uh, as an emerging developer, leverage HRA land to then build, you know, one to four units on um, is is powerful. Uh, And then have the end user be um, you know, uh, income eligible buyer from the neighborhood, mm-hmm. I, I think is it really pulls in, um, community, um, and provides, um, you know, allows community to participate in the upside, not just the planning, um, but the, the economic upside uh, of the project. And, mm-hmm. um, it, there, there's also quite a bit of emerging developers that were pre-awarded. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that that speaks volume to to the inclusion and equity uh, that it offers as well, um, mm-hmm. and, and you know we're not just building single family homes. A lot of us have uh, you know two unit or more uh, projects that mm-hmm. that were pre awarded. Um, absolutely. Great. And and what um, where are you at with your project now in that program? Yeah. So we were um, we were pre awarded. Uh, our project is going to be a, a two unit build, um, on, on the East side mm-hmm. and, um, things are, things are advancing forward. Um, we have a lot of community support. Um, we, we've kind of did some, some early work with reaching out to, um, uh, home buyer counseling programs like model cities to, to kind of identify, uh, eligible income eligible buyers early on um so i were really excited about um the end product and 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 getting that underway absolutely and uh, it's great to see initiatives like this and it's great to see more diversity starting to happen in our development community but i know there's still a long ways to go and i wonder if you have any thoughts on just how we can start to move the needle a little bit more on creating a development community that looks more like the community in general and that has more diversity and inclusion. Any, any yeah. thoughts on that? I, I think, um, I think the emerging development training programs that exist right now is a great start. Um, really love the work that uh, LISC is doing um, mm-hmm. on that. End. 
uh, ULI Ready's program um, is 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 doing a lot of great work as well. Um, but I think we need more programs like Inspiring Communities that you know we talked about pulling in communities from from all from all ends during a project's life cycle. So um, you know I, I I live in Rondo. Um, one of the things you see is a lot of a lot of vacant locks. Um, mm-hmm. You know from Frogtown um, to Summit and University. You know, each block is riddled with a, a vacant lot. Being able to do exactly what Inspiring Communities is doing with, with leveraging that land um, and allowing emergent developers to build on it um, for the purpose of, of, of wealth creation um, for the community is, is a great start. We need more programs, right? That's one um, that comes around ever so often. Um, but if the city can and county can look to, you know, partner uh, with emerging developers and, and um, small scale developers uh, in that same vein of, you know, um, looking to, to return assets to the community. Um, if, you know, we know land is vacant, um, we've seen pilot programs turn this land into community gardens. Uh, we've seen um, pilot programs turn, you know, offer uh, single family homes um, for first time home buyers. Uh, so I think really um, owning in on 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 equity um, and inclusion is important. But you know, in in order to move the needle, um, folks have to be able to participate on in the equity side, um, the mm-hmm. economic vitality of 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 development projects, um, whether that's a, a ownership stake in certain development projects. Um, um, I think we have to move beyond you know, allowing community to participate in the planning that results in maybe a rock garden, um, you know, or a designated green space. We have to move beyond that to um, allowing community to participate uh, in ownership and equity of uh, real estate development. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as new verticals development, sounds like you're off to a great start here with some of the projects you've been working on. Uh, what is your vision for the future and and growth vision? Uh, do you do you see yourself staying with residential, or do you see maybe getting into commercial development at some point? What's kind of your game plan? Yeah, we we want to we want to you know I'm I'm a big proponent of start where you are, use the resources you have now. Um, so for us, that that has been a lot of um, residential multifamily. Um, you know, the public-private partnership we talked about with uh, the service provider is with a commercial building, um, uh, but that's housing. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, um, I mentioned my business, Life Juices. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're looking to do some development um, for uh, a mixed-use um, building that will house Life Juices, you know, offering cold-pressed juices, smoothies, uh, you know, on the retail level. Um, with 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 housing above, mm-hmm. um, so there, there I, I think we you know we will look to venture in, into some commercial projects, um, but all you know with a kind of community lens um, of how it impacts the neighborhood um, and surrounding neighborhoods. So you know mm-hmm. we, we we want to kind of farm you know our, our neighborhood for opportunities that are overlooked, right? If that means returning a blighted build building to um, you know, current use, um, or, you know, adapting that use creatively to suit the needs of the community. 
um, we're we're gonna we're gonna approach our development projects. Um, I think from that community oriented lens. Well, great. Well, that sounds like very exciting vision, and um, best of luck to you on your current projects and future endeavors. Uh, Mr. Terry, before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to, to add or um, give a, a plug for anything in particular working on or? Um, with, oh, with the RFP, uh, um, Inspiring Communities RFP number seven, I, I definitely want to give a shout out to the other emerging developers that were pre-awarded as well. Um, you know, uh, you have Dalton, Dalton Outlaw of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Element Boxing, um, yeah, okay. you know, a, a a, a big um personality in St. Paul who's mm-hmm. who who's you know also farmed his neighborhood to to um you know bring assets and development to to the neighborhood that he resides in um uh you have um Joanne Curia from uh Amani Construction who was pre-awarded mm-hmm. as well um doing great work uh with um you know new construction of single family homes throughout the twin cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, a yep. uh, uh, big shout out to those two. I was, um, uh, 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 they were part of my cohort with LISC, um, and, and ULI readies program. So, um, I'm glad to see that they're involved and, and, and they were, uh, selected to move forward, uh, with the inspiring communities RFP as well. So, yeah. um, I think, I mean, you know, to, to I think that success and what's being done with that particular program should be modeled and, and duplicated um, with other programs, you know, with the county, uh, you know, across the Twin Cities from Ramsey to Hennepin and beyond. Um, I think that's that that's how we move the needle in terms of uh, equity inclusion and um, and commercial real estate. Excellent. Well, good luck to you, sir. Thank you again for your time. And best wishes to you in the new year. And uh, let's chat again sometime before too long. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brian, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for taking the interest. Um, Truly appreciate it. Thank you. And have a great day, sir. Likewise.